Welcome to the Silver Caduceus Association podcast, where we take a break to explore how Medical Service Corps officers shape the story of the Army. This is our story, and I'm your host, Dave Paramore. Let's get started. Okay, hello everyone. Uh, Dave Paramore again. Welcome. Today we're joined by Colonel Brett Venable. Brett uh, is the Deputy G89 for Office of the Surgeon General. Uh, how's it going, Brett? Hey, thanks for going great, Dave. I uh, appreciate you having me on. Yeah, this is uh, this is great. Yeah, you know, we served together uh, in Germany, and uh, it's always great to catch up with you. And now, as our our roles are participating in the Silver Caduceus Association, so uh, glad to chat with you. Um, Kind of curious, you know, so catch folks up. Um, what's your current role now and uh, how's that going? Well, I'm currently serving as the uh, Deputy G89 for MedCom. Um, so my job is to uh, help lead and synchronize the efforts of the G89 staff. Um, we have a pretty big office with uh, seven directorates. Um, so we've got the G8 and G9, uh, Health Facilities Planning Agency, uh, Manpower, uh, P&E, uh, Strategy Management. I know you probably remember Mr. Randolph from years ago. And uh, last but certainly not least, uh, Financial Policy. Uh, one of our key missions, as you know, is to uh, manage the Army Medicine budget, uh, which this year is about $7 billion. Um, you know, this includes programming and execution. So um, just a very, very busy office at the G89. Um, I can tell you that uh, I absolutely love my job. Um, we have a great team at the G89. Um, staff truly cares about Army medicine, uh, taking care of soldiers and our families. Uh, my boss is Mr. Chris Rainey, uh, who I believe you may have served with back in Germany. He was the commander over there at Vilsack. Uh, Mr. Rainey, he's a retired MSC officer, uh, now an SES, uh, just a phenomenal leader and mentor, and a great example of a retired officer uh, who continues to make a tremendous impact on our Corps. That's fantastic, uh, Brett. Certainly uh, looking forward to as opportunity presents itself to chit chat with uh, Chris as he gets a chance to participate on the podcast in the future. So uh, looking forward to that. Um, I'm just kind of curious, you know, for for those of us, you know, in the Silver Caduceus Association that have transitioned from the military and maybe even some folks that are kind of down in the ranks. What are uh, some of the exciting things going on at OTSG these days? Sure. Well, right now, you know, the main focus is on uh, MHS reform. Uh, so as you know, Congress is very interested in military medicine. They believe there's a tremendous opportunity for us to become more efficient and, of course, you know, save billions in, in taxpayer dollars. Uh, so over the last few years, uh, Congress has passed legislation, which um, basically has overhauled our entire military health system. Uh, the Defense Health Agency is Right now in the process of taking control of all the MTFs in military medicine. Uh, so all the hospitals and clinics uh, owned by the Army, Navy, Air Force, uh, those will now be under DHA. Uh, control of DHP funding has already moved from the services to DHA. Uh, Congress has uh, also directed the realignment of public health and uh, medical research from the services to DHA by the end of uh, September 2022. So just lots of big changes happening right now um, across the enterprise. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like it. Um, you know, I'm just I'm just kind of curious, maybe if you could just expand a little bit, um, you know, it, it's do you see any near term impacts for uh, active duty Medical Service Corps officers with the result of this change or uh, maybe impacts or opportunities if you care to share about that? 
Sure. I think, you know, for the, for the short term, you know, there's quite a bit of anxiety um, from some of the junior MSCs, you know, how does all this restructuring, how does it impact them? Um, But there's still, still a lot of uncertainty. Um, They've talked about potentially, you know, reducing the number of authorizations for medical service corps officers. Um, I will tell you that before the pandemic, um, I think most people are familiar with uh, 6935. That was really the number they were looking at of potentially harvesting and giving back to the army. Uh, but since the pandemic, I think it really has opened up the eyes of Army senior leaders of, you know, the value of Army medicine and, you know, the risk associated with, um, you know, cutting us too much. And so right now we're just sort of in a holding pattern, waiting to see, you know, what what cuts, if any, will will impact um, Army medicine and our medical service corps. Wow, that's a great point. Uh, you know, the uh, <laughs> We, we always were taught in OBC and advanced course and other uh, professional schooling in the military is kind of you fight the last war we went to. And um, certainly the pandemic is, has been uh, something at the forefront, as we've all experienced here at a personal level and in industry and uh, out here in, in the U.S. As uh, I can only imagine on the inside uh, that uh, the value that Medical Service Corps brings uh, to this fight, so to speak. So uh, thanks. Thanks for sharing that. Just to pivot a little bit, just kind of curious, um, you know, for our, our listeners out there, kind of what were, what is maybe if you could kind of focus on um, the highlight or some highlights of your career as a medical service corps officer? Sure. And that's a great question. Uh, I think for me, the, the highlight of my career is um, just really having an opportunity to give back and mentor our upcoming MSC officers. You know, when I was uh, growing up and kind of coming up through the ranks, um, you know, I had some amazing mentors and and officers that I really looked up to, um, you know, many of, her, of whom are in the Silver Caduceus Association, uh, people like yourself, uh, Kyle Campbell, um, Noel Cardenas, I know you, you know him, uh, of course, Rob Goodman, Dave Bitterman, uh, General Doyle, General Rubenstein, and, you know, the list just goes on and on. And so now that, you know, I'm a senior MSC, you know, I really feel like it's my turn to give something back and, and help our MSC officers be successful. Because, um, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, we all retire, we all move on from the Army. So, you know, I think it's very important that we're leader developing our junior officers because they're going to be leading our Corps and, and leading Army medicine in the future. Yeah, thanks for that perspective. It's uh, not a day goes by that I think about um, uh, kind of how quick our careers go go past us. I mean, it just seems like a blink of the eye. I mean, it's we used to say in the military, the days are slow, but the weeks and months are fast. Well, the whole career is just a blink when you look back at it. So thanks for uh, thanks for being there for that mem- mentorship of the, the young folks and uh, as well as us out here. You're really keeping us informed. So we appreciate that. I guess the, the, the final question for today would be um, for our listeners here, as we think about the Silver Caduceus Association, you know, maybe if you could describe from your perspective as an as a senior leader now in uh, Medical Service Corps, um, how would you describe the value of the membership for both current and prospective members? That's a great question. I think the Silver Caduceus Association uh, provides a lot of value for its members. Um, you know, we assist in uh, professional development opportunities. Uh, we have a scholarship fund. Uh, we send out a quarterly newsletter. Uh, of course, we have the website, which we use to share information. Um, but I think the most uh, value-added part of being in the SCA is, is really the networking opportunities. Uh, so right now we have over 600 members. Um, this number continues to grow. And so um, by joining the SCA, I think 
you know, MSC officers can link up with uh, former mentors um, who may have retired. Uh, they can contact MSC officers that are still on active duty. Our senior MSCs can connect with junior officers to assist with mentorship and, and leader development. And so um, I really think joining is a win-win, uh, whether you're a junior officer, a senior officer, or, or even a retired member. Um, so I just, you know, I highly encourage all of our MSCs to join and, and take advantage of, you know, the many benefits of the association. Well, that's, again, great perspective, Brett. And, um, you know, I guess just to kind of conclude here, it's been a great conversation. Um, you have any final thoughts that uh, you'd like to share with our listeners? Uh, Dave, I just want to thank you for this opportunity. Um, as always, it's, it's great to speak with you. And, you know, I just really look forward to spending more time with you in the future. Well, thanks, Brett. Um, well, folks, that's uh, another end to an episode. And we've got more coming. We've got a lot of folks lined up. Um, so be sure to subscribe to the podcast, however you get your podcasts. Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, um, and you can also go to silvercaducesassociation.org. Uh, so that's it for now. Wishing everyone a happy holiday, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. For more information or to listen to other episodes, please visit silvercaducesassociation.org.